Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. It's a decor. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the pin 287 287- 723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Barry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Thank you, Marty. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live. No, I am not Bill Sparks. Bill will be joining us momentarily. He had uh, something going on, and he will be joining us momentarily. We do want to thank Dave for uh, pushing the buttons for us uh, again. He's uh, He had to do this once before, and we want to thank him for doing that again today, at least to start with, and uh, we appreciate his help. Chris, uh, what show number are we and What are we, we doing? Are, we are on November 18, 2021, show number 169, and uh, we're moving right along here. And, you know, we... um actually November 18th. This is November sixteenth, uh, Chris. Sixteenth. Why did I write? It says right here eighteen. I've got I've got Thanksgiving on the brain. I guess. Yeah, it says sixteen on this sheet. I write on all my sheets, and I got eighteen on the brain. And don't ask me why, because I'm that's my last day. I'm working until December second, and that's. Uh-huh. Uh, that leads me into my oh. panel thing, and I'll just do my panel now because all it is is the things that are coming up here, and Rick knows we got, unfortunately, my brother Dave isn't going to be able to make it up here because he's got oh. some health issues, but um, he's going to be up for Christmas. But anyway, uh, he and Rick and I will talk about that later, but uh, we've got a, a, a celebration of life for my brother Joel, and uh, we couldn't have it. Uh, he, of course, died in 2019 in November. I went out to California for that, his uh, you know uh, celebration out there. Wanted to do it in uh, 2020 here, but we couldn't, but we're going to have about 90 people on wow. Saturday at, at the DAV wow. uh, in Braintree and uh, get get together and my my uh, daughters are coming up and my ex-wife Linda you know my, my friend and ex-wife Linda is coming up and she's going to stay for two weeks so uh, it's going to be a, a good time and Rick and Linda are going to go because they knew Joel so we're going to have quite a quite a time and uh, just a lot of good sports and just it's getting to be holiday time I think I'm pushing the, the time but I'm going to take all that time off from the Thursday when Linda comes in working and then I'm off till the second so basically my panel is out of the way we'll just do the other panels but let me tell you what the agenda for the show is and then we can go to uh, go to Rick who didn't make the promo after no, we did. keep hearing about it and it doesn't you guys happen just playing with me now yeah I know I know <laughs> they they're, they're I think the uh, dog, dog, dog on secret, that check Rick it must have bounced secret <laughs> secret double probation I think is yeah. what it is so anyway so uh, for the agenda we've got uh, of course our panel and uh, which is already somewhat done we have the deaths we've just got a few but we get them done fairly quickly we get the NFL we got college football, we got your baseball, NBA, we got college basketball, maybe just a few observations, nothing really big going yet, but it's fun to have it back, and it's going, and uh, NHL, and then Robert cooked up some boxing for us right at the end, so we'll we'll have some of that. So anyway, I guess we will move on to uh, uh, Rick Swan. We will definitely stress his name because he's not on the, on the promo yet, and he can do his panel. Okay. Um a couple of weeks ago when I was doing the research for that piece we did last week on the, the old AFL and the team record, I found a list I found kind of interesting with the 
the 32 NFL teams, their winning percentage all time and how they ranked. Um, I just want to run it down quickly. Although, uh, does anybody have any idea, uh, any guesses who the best and who the worst might be? Now, this is percentage, so it doesn't matter how long you've been around. But. Right. I don't. Uh, that's a good question. I think the worst could be Jacksonville. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I go with Jacksonville. And the best, maybe. Uh, San Francisco or Green Bay? Or uh, Dallas? I don't know. I, I, uh, Dallas, yeah, you know, uh, Dallas is not a bad guess. I would, I would probably have to say Dallas because you know you think of the Patriots the last twenty years, but before that they were like in the sixties they were seventh in the AFL. So there's, there's times that are good and times that are bad for these teams. So this will be interesting. Okay, so from worst to, to best, actually thirty two is your Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had some really bad ones, but you're close. The Jacksonville is thirty one. Okay. 30 is the Cardinals, 29 the Falcons, 28 the Texans, 27 the Jets, 26 the Bengals, 25 the Lions, 24 the Saints, 23 the Bills, 22 the Panthers, 21 the Titans, 20 is the Eagles, 19 the Browns, 18 the Chargers, 17 the football team, 16 the Rams, 15 the Seahawks, 14, the Raiders, 13, the Broncos, 12, the, the Colts, 11, the New York Football Giants, 10, the Steelers, 9, the uh, 49ers, 8, the Chiefs, 7, the Vikings, 6, the Dolphins, 5, the Patriots, 4, the Bears, 3, the Ravens, 2, the Cowboys, and 1, the Packers. Oh, all right. Well, I can't, yeah, you know the Ravens. That's right. They really haven't had a bad time. You know, yeah, they, they haven't they been have, around that long. So yeah, they haven't <laughs> been around that long. So yeah. yeah, no, that that's very interesting. I thought the Lions would do better. I know they've been terrible the last twenty years, but they did win all those championships in the fifties. It just didn't yeah. come that's through. I mean, you could, time. yeah, yeah it, it has been. But boy, <clears throat> and that's amazing. The Patriots had to come. If you did this twenty years ago, Whoa, man, they would have yeah. been, <laughs> yeah, they would have been down like twenty-five yeah. or something. Yeah. So uh, they certainly moved up a lot. Okay. Well, I guess okay, it's Perry's turn. Well, we do have a little one piece of NHL breaking news that just came across, and uh, we'll watch for any more on this. The Red Sox owner is in talks to buy the Penguins. We will keep you up to date if anything else comes on that. But uh, The Wall Street Journal said it may be finalized by the end of the week. Wow. Wow. The high school football playoffs wrap up this week here in Iowa. We have seven championship games, four on Thursday, three on Friday. They are being played at the Unidome in Cedar Falls where the University of Northern Iowa plays. Good thing because it's going to be cold again by then. So good thing that they're playing them indoors. That's that blue turf they always talk about, right? It's blue. No, that is that is not blue turf. That's in Boise. Oh, where is that? Oh, that's, that's in Boise. Boise. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, how many of us mix up Idaho and Iowa? Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Potato- <laughs> Potatoes are Idaho and corn is yeah. Iowa. But yes, that'll be going on this weekend. College basketball is in high gear and all that. So we're, of course, having no pro teams, we're kind of a big college state here. So um, football and basketball are big right now. The NFL, of course, is huge everywhere. So we have our... There are several teams that people watch around here. So that's what's going on sports-wise here. Normally, I would say Bill, but today I will say Robert. Well, th- uh, nice to move up in the batting order. In the cleanup order, <laughs> uh, Robert Herrick, yeah. Um, well, uh, let me tell you, it's been an, event- Don't make a mistake. Eventful, it's been a, an eventful week around here. Um, on Wednesday, after the show last week, we had a tree fall from across the street and 
it fell in our yard, completely destroyed our fence, destroyed our electrical system on the outside of the house. We've got some roof damage, uh, which we're, we're still working on trying to get repaired. Uh, it, uh, it was rather eventful. We were without power for about 31 hours. So I've been on the phone with people trying to get things done around here. Uh, it's so it's been pretty eventful as far as sports go. Um, I don't know what to say about my football team at this point. We laid a complete egg on Sunday night, and we'll talk about that more when we get to the NFL. Uh, You're kind of like the Rams, Robert. They've laid eggs two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, Well, the Raiders, I can excuse with everything they've gone through, but I don't know what's going on with the Rams, but we'll talk about that too. Um, And my my hockey team, basketball team, they're doing all right, so I can't complain sports-wise, but it's been been quite the week around here. Sean, what's happening in Texas? Oh, I can complain sports-wise around here. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good year. Here, Spurs not doing well. Houston's not doing well. Texas not doing very well, but, you know, hey, made some history. And A&M first... lost on Saturday? Well, that's not bad. That's not – Okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but they're the enemy. Throw them out. They're yeah, the they're enemy. The so, but, yeah, no, you, but you know, it's like, but, yeah, first time Texas lost five in a row since 1956, and first time – first road win for Kansas since in 5,000 days when they beat Iowa State. So, yeah, but watched a bunch of college – I've watched a little more college basketball early on this year than I have the last few years, so I've been paying a little bit of attention to that. But anyway, also, now we're going to get into, remember, if you want to contact us at any time, if you're listening throughout the week, email us, sportslounge.allthingsradio.net, or leave us a message, 773-572-7715, or... 800-693-0595, 800-693-0595, make sure, option two, make sure you let us know it's for Sports Lounge Live. If you want to keep up on any of the news stories throughout the week, or and now we're going to start putting, so if you want a full bio on people who died, not just who died, but you want to learn about them, go over to 712-432-3642, board nine, that is the Sports Lounge board, and then board 13 is to keep you up with all of your schedules football nba as they're coming in nhl college baseball or college well college sports you know hey if we get college baseball sometime i'll put yeah, it up yeah. there but yeah you know, all that stuff but yeah and if you want to call in of course as we said 646-876-9923 and then enter the code 287-723-4600 hit the pound key twice i don't think right now we have access to the 317 number today I don't we do not uh, we do not uh, no. we do not not right i didn't think so so i'm not going to give that out today but anyway all right let's let's just tell you who died real quick yeah, all right okay we got julio lugo he i'm doing him last because he's right on my, my sheet here 45 years old he died the day before uh his 46th birthday he had a heart attack he's from the dominican republic he played for now Perry said he played for 12 teams. No, he didn't play for 12 teams. He played for seven, though. He started Blame, me, blame ESPN. For... That's what they said when they sent the notification. Yeah, well, you know, they, they, they don't count very well there. Uh, he started playing in 2000, 2011, so we're not going to run any years for each team, but he was in Houston, Tampa Bay when they were the Devil Rays, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, St. Louis, Baltimore, and Atlanta, and he played for the Red Sox, I will say, in 07 through 09, and he... Uh, and he uh, was in the World Series, of course, in 07, and he hit uh, 385 in that World Series. He did not win the MVP, though. If I recall, Rick, that was Mike Lowell, wasn't it? 
yes, in eighty yeah. in oh seven, but he yeah. did he was important. You know, and he was I don't know, he was just sort of a sort of there, you know. I don't remember a whole lot about him. He was they were always looking for a shortstop, you know, and he was decent, I guess, defensively and stuff. But uh, anyway, that that was it for him, unfortunately, the day before his forty sixth birthday. And again, uh, any more details, I think we pretty much covered it, but you can get more on some of these people uh, over on the uh, phone line that Roger uh, had the, I'm reading the next name that Sean mentioned. We don't have a Roger, but we have Roger <laughs> Zatka, uh, linebacker for Green Bay, 53 through 56, Detroit in 57 and 58. He was Pro Bowl in 54 and 55 and 56, and the champion uh, uh, for the uh, Lions in 57. He, uh, he was 90 years old. Ed Lucas, 82, a blind sports writer. And I listened to a whole long thing. i got to talk a little bit about him. I listened to a whole long thing that uh, David USF sent us in ESPN, and I couldn't figure out how he did his job. One of the things, some of this, you know, sometimes you can see things. I heard a Braille writer when in there. I knew that that was happening. But he was, you know, obviously it was before a lot of technology. He was 82 years old. He worked for the uh, Jersey Journal and the Yankee Magazine, meaning the New York Yankees Magazine. And he was hit by a baseball on October 3rd of 51, the day, uh, you know, was after, uh, he went out to play after the Bobby Thompson home run when he was 12 years old. And he uh, he, he detached both his retinas. And he was a good friend of Phil Rizzuto. And, uh, you know, they got to know him and they were friends for many years. And he would be in the press box covering the games, listening on the radio, it said. And he was... Uh, he was uh, he and uh, his wife Allison got married at home plate at Yankee Stadium, but it was pretty schmaltzy thing. And you know we all watch these things as blind people, and we we sometimes think somebody did a good job, and you know it was all oh wasn't he wonderful and didn't he grab well that's fine you know that's good and the guy died well he hadn't died yet that was eighteen but it didn't explain how he did his job and maybe people were kind of carrying him carrying him along because they just liked him I don't know I can't say that it just didn't come through so it really didn't cover him the way I would want him covered. You know, nowadays, I think it would be done differently uh, with the technology. They'd show people with their, you know, laptop and their jaws or whatever they would show. But anyway, it is what it is. So I don't know much about him, but blind sports writer, that's, that's cool. I had he had never a heard good of life. I had heard of him. I had heard the name. And uh, but our friend Bo Jane knew knew who he was. But um, I had heard the name, but I, I didn't know. I still don't know how he did what he did. So we have Ed Stewart, 94 years old. He was scout for the Yankees from 53 through 68. Then he went to the Royals. And it eventually became scouting director for the Royals. And he was a he was an inaugural member of the Scouts Hall of Fame, and he won the World Series with the Yankees and Royals, the two with the uh, Yankees, and I think uh, what 53, uh, 56, 57. I don't know. He won a few with the Yankees, many Yankees World Series. But the other interesting guy here is Sam Huff, 87 years old. He was uh, he went to college at West Virginia, came up with the Giants from 56 through 63, then traded to the Redskins for let's see, Rick, do you remember for whom? Who he got traded no, for? No, I don't. Andy Stinchula. Wow. <laughs> who was a linebacker who did nothing for them. No. And then, not that the Redskins are any good, but still, I don't know why they did that. 56 through 63, then the Redskins from 64 through 67, and then 69, he retired, was gone. He came back as, a, I guess, sort of a player uh, linebacker. He was a linebacker coach for them in 70. He was going to be a linebacker coach for Vince Lombardi, who, of course, died just before the 1970 season. And he, I think he had coached the Redskins in 69. And then uh, he won his championship with the Giants in 56 and Pro Bowl 58 through 61 and 64. And then he's in the Washington Hall of Fame and the Giants Hall of Fame and the College Football Hall of Fame and the uh, West Virginia Hall of Fame. And then uh, he was a Marriott salesman and a vice president of sales and got a lot of the NFL teams booked into Marriott. He 
he did the Giants games, apparently with Marty Glickman in 72 and then uh, Marv Albert in 73 and 74 on the Giants radio. I listened to it all the time. I don't remember him being there, but they say he was. So I guess he was probably before Dick Lynch took over. Then the thing I wanted to talk about for a minute was him and Sonny, Jer- he and Sonny Jurgensen and Frank Herzog and then later Larry Michael. I, that was the best three-man booth I've ever heard. They were just a lot of fun. They were always te- teasing each other, had a great time. You knew they were good friends. And really, uh, you know, towards the end, he lost it the last year. They carried him along through 2012 when they, he had finally ended up hanging up. But they were a good booth. I used to enjoy listening to Redskins games when they did them, and especially when Frank Herzog was there because he was more their age. Larry Michael was all right, but uh, I always liked Frank Herzog a little bit better. But anyway, that was Sam Hop. So uh, I really remember him more as a broadcaster. People said he was overrated. They said he was played in New York, and that's why he was overrated. They said other people were better than him. But, uh, you know, either way, as soon as they got rid of him, they went right down the tubes. That's for sure. Okay, so I guess we can move on to the NFL scoreboard. And we had Miami beat Baltimore 22-10, to 10, and Baltimore sleptwalked through this game. And they, I was saying what they should do, I was telling my brother David when I was talking to him yesterday, what they should do is they should show this game to the Patriots this week because they got to go into Atlanta after a big win over the Browns. And they, you know, what not to do, you know, just show, show them 10 minutes of that Raven game and then go back to practice. The Thursday night curse. Yeah, I don't know. Not good. Dallas beat Atlanta forty-three to three, and Dallas uh, real bounce back there. Atlanta, if they if they're in a close game, they win it because I think they're outscored. Uh, you know, they're pretty close to five hundred, but they're outscored by like about forty points. But they win these. You know, yeah, Young Way Kiwi has won three games. You know, with field goal stuff. So yeah. when they're in the game and it's close, you know, let this be a lesson to the Patriots. Uh, they <laughs> they win it. But uh, if they get blown out, they blow, get blown out, and that's the end of it. Big bat bounce back for uh, Dak Prescott the Cowboys. Tennessee beat New Orleans 23-21, and this was because of their their field goal kicker. I don't even remember his first name. Johnson is his name, but he missed the two extra points. They then had to go for two to tie it up, and then they w- had a false start when they went when they went to go for two. So then they went back. His to name the his name Chris is Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson and, is he gone yet? And no, they they haven't officially cut him that I know of. But I know the Saints have gone through. Uh, I think a couple of kickers this year, and the only reason why they're having issues is because they're all pro kicker. Will Lutz got hurt before the season even started, and he's going to miss the entire year. That's why the Saints are having so much trouble, because otherwise, with him there, uh, he very rarely ever misses. So. Getting a kicker is like getting a bullpen. You can't plan on it. I mean, Nick Folk was cut by a couple yeah. teams, you know, the the Jets and the Cowboys, and he's been great here since for the last two or three years. You get lucky or you don't, and there's no real plan to figure out how. Because they're all going to have good weeks when they come in and you try them out, but the, right. who really sticks? You don't know. So they've got to do something because that's, uh, you know, they're in the playoff hunt. <laughs> and that was a game that they at least should have gone to overtime in. Uh, yeah, the Julio Jones was out on the IR, and, and it seems like no matter who Tennessee misses, they just keep winning. You know? They do. Yeah. They do. Mike Rabel's a good coach. Yeah. Uh, yep. And and Tannehill, you know, he stayed healthy. Now, that's that's the thing. If they, I don't know who their backup is, but, I mean, if he gets hurt, then they, that's something he could not do in Miami. Stay I don't know. If I, if I was voting for Coach of the Year uh, this year, I think I'd vote Rabel number one. With the job he's done with Tennessee, it's remarkable. They yeah. keep losing players, and they keep winning. So Okay, Indianapolis beat Jacksonville 23-17. They, they kind of let the, the Jaguars in the game. But, you know, the Jaguars are, are playing hard. You know, some of these teams that are, yeah. you know, lost, they're playing hard. And Jacksonville is. But the Colts did what they had to do. They got right ahead. They had a block punt and got out, uh, what was it, uh, 10 to nothing, I think, very quickly. <laughs> And yeah. Jonathan Taylor had a big game, ran for 116 yards, and I think he's now the leading rusher in the NFL. Yeah, Patriots beat, huh? 
No, I just, he's on a roll right now. Yeah. yeah. Patriots beat Cleveland 45-7. to I was talking to Rick Sunday morning, and I said, you know, and I hadn't known that uh, Nick Chubb was going to be out with COVID. I didn't hear that until Sunday. And I said, I might have picked the Patriots, you know, in this game. Well, But it's going to be close, but maybe they can do it. Well, 45-7. to And the Browns ran it right down the field. You know, they, they got the touchdown. They threw a pass to get the touchdown. But they ran it down the field. They never got back to the run at all. And then Baker no. Mayfield was like a deer in the headlights. You know, they had a lead, didn't they? At the beginning, weren't they in the seven nothing? nothing. They, yeah, they, they yeah. scored the first seven points, and then they gave up forty-five straight. So yeah, another yeah. comeback win, like the Bears against the Patriots. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. no, it's it's uh, you know, and Jacoby Myers was the, got his first TD after the <laughs> most catches before a TD in in, in NFL history. So yeah, and you got a Brian Hoyer. What? Yeah, that's right. Now Baker <laughs> Mayfield. Have we heard any more about him with his injury? I have not heard day to day. Okay, so it was a knee injury, they said. Buffalo beat the Jets 45-17. to I was listening to the FAN yesterday, and boy, are they down on Mike, uh, Robert Sala already. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, and they were all excited about Mike White, and you know, he didn't do much. And for, I mean, Buffalo, again, bounced back like the Cowboys. You knew they weren't going to stay as bad as, as all that. But. And Rex, Rex Ryan was on the uh, Michael yeah. K show, and apparently people are comparing – Robert Sala's defense to Rex Ryan's and Rex was none too pleased about that. And don't ever bleeping compare his defenses to mine. And yeah, uh, so Rex was not pleased by that. And Sala, of course, he took the high road. He said, you know, Rex can say what he's going to say. And, I think and Mike White know, threw four interceptions, so that didn't help. Yeah, Rob Soller, okay. I, I kind of feel sorry for the guy. I, I don't know if you've heard this story, but when he went to New York, he bought a ho- he bought a house that cost like two and a half million dollars. But he he didn't like the way it was. You know, something about the house. He wanted to have it all redone. So he moved. He's got seven kids, and he, since the beginning of this, before the beginning of the season, since he got the job, they've been living in a hotel, two rooms in a hotel in New York with seven kids. And wow. now, Ooh. now, now it comes out that the contractor we hired to do all this work is taking them for a ride. There's things he's bought that have gone missing. They, the contractor hasn't gotten any permits for the work he's done. And oh they my say, gosh! They say he paid like a hundred and. $46,000 for material that should have costed like $29,000. Oh, my God. Well, that might explain the big thing they were complaining about yesterday when they said that it was a fourth and one or something. They had a delay of game when they could have called the timeout. He's losing sleep. He doesn't know what's going on. I think that's oh. the issue. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, we had a tie. Detroit and Pittsburgh, 16-16. <laughs> and, of course, Roethlisberger was out. Now, Rick picked the Lions to win this game. He almost I got it right. that close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it was like, uh, I don't know if it would have been any difference if Roethlisberger was in there or not, as opposed to Mason Probably Rudolph. Not. But, you know, who knows? You know it's bad for the Lions, though, when they get the ball back. You know, and you would have figured they were going to try a long something or other, you know, to yeah. win the game yeah. in overtime. And Dan Miller says to, to his analyst, um, and I forget who his analyst is, but Dan says, uh, what do you do here? Just take the tie. Just take yeah. the tie. <laughs> Lomas Brown. Isn't, That's it's Lomas Brown. Lomas Brown. I mean, you could, just hear, you could just hear it in his voice. Just take the tie. Yeah. Isn't Speaking it, of people, isn't this the first tie, first tie of the year. Yes. Yes. Year, the yeah. last yeah. one, the last tie was in 2020 in week three. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Where was John uh, Murphy, was, by the way? Anybody know? Was Buffalo? I, I don't there. know. Yeah. Well, uh, that, right. that was the game between the Eagles um, and the Bengals last year. So. Yeah. 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 But 16-16, but it helped the Steelers a little in the standings. You'll see later. Okay, we have Washington beating Tampa Bay. I was 4-10 and this week. Let me just tell you. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> That's the first worst week I ever had in picking these. I've been picking you them pick, since You pick games and you know you're going to have a week like that, though. Uh, yeah, well, this, I don't this usually. Is, 
This is yeah, you might have a bad week. weekend, go eight and six or seven and seven. I don't usually go four and ten. My God, this is this is the upset of the week. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there were many. Washington beat uh, Tampa Bay twenty-nine to nineteen. Brady, uh, they bounced off the bye pretty good. Brady did not throw two early interceptions. They got started. They started to get things going a little bit, but Washington just kept kept pushing, and they got it. So and they're I don't saying know. now that that Brady and, and Arians may not be getting along too well right now. Oh boy! Okay. Well, Uh-oh. you know, they said about this time every year that the Brady and Belichick weren't getting along very well either. So let's, uh, you know, and they it's stayed together for twenty Brady years. Kind of after kind of this, after this game, he kind of went well. You know, that was your game plan. It's not going to work. We have to change things. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. He was never as public with that with uh, Belichick, yeah. of course. That doesn't work. And yeah. Chase Young got hurt there, uh, a torn yeah. ACL. I guess he's and out, he's out. gone for the year, yep. Yeah, and probably to the middle of next year. Doesn't it usually, isn't that like Tommy John kind of takes a year? Eight months anyway, so it's problematic yeah. whether he'll start next year. Uh, okay, Carol, Carol, another one. Carolina over Arizona, 34-10 to 10. And who said Cam Newton was crummy? He comes in there. <laughs> now, and Cole in. McCoy got hurt. Cole McCoy got hurt in the game. So, yeah. Yeah. Who'd, they, who'd they end up playing? Oh, I, oh I, I heard about it. Yeah, I never heard of this. I didn't have that game on, but that. I mean, Cam yeah. ran one in. But he and got hurt threw, late he, in the game. It was, you know, it, it, Carolina was already way ahead. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure yeah. that Cam Newton had thrown a touchdown pass by this time last year. You know, with uh, with the COVID and everything else, it was pretty late when he finally threw a couple. But and, uh, and it, I don't it's know. ironic, Chris. They they had the TV cameras on him, and when he ran it in, he yeah. took his helmet off and yelled, "I'm back!" And they yeah. made a big deal about that on TV about it, Cam being back in Carolina and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. well, whatever. And uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I I think they're just going to give him the job back. But didn't they already? Didn't we say last week they already signed Darnold to an extension of some yeah, sort? Yeah, he picked he, up his he, option. He, yes. He, Started, yeah, yeah, he'll be there. He'll be there next year. So, yeah. but they're Good. saying not only is Newton probably going to start the rest of the year, but this is like a, a tryout to see if he's going to be the starter next year. Yeah. yeah. No. Why, why? Why would you? I mean, he, he it, it works down there. It didn't work here, and you know it yeah. works down there for him. And and uh, you know, I mean, he's had his ups and downs down there. He did lose the job. I mean, that's why he got let go. But uh, you know, well, welcome back, Cam. To you know, Minnesota beat the Chargers twenty. 20- <laughs> Twenty-seven twenty, and uh, you know they just—I don't know—they just held, kept holding the lead the whole time. The Chargers are so weird; they win, they lose, they win, they lose. I was very happy about this. This is a yeah, good that's game. Right. Good back and forth close. I listened to a lot of this game, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And the, the Eagles beat Allen. Denver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Allen, absolutely. Oh, yeah, nobody's yeah. going to listen to the Chargers announce. Uh, Philadelphia beat uh, Denver thirty to thirteen, and the, the Eagles, you know, they're pretty happy down there. They're they're you know as bad as they looked against Dallas early in some of these other games. They killed the Lions. Of course, they played a good game against the Chargers last week at home. Denver's not that good, but you know they beat they beat them really solidly in Denver, and that's that's pretty impressive. From yeah, what I understand, they're they're already calling for Bridgewater's head, and they're dead. They want Bridgewater out in Denver. Well, they're already. they're one of the reasons they're upset about Bridgewater was that. That you know, the Eagles had a fumble recovery that they returned yeah. for a touchdown. It was like sixty yards. Didn't tackle. Bridgewater didn't make a, a move at all to try to tackle him. Yeah. yeah. All he well, had to do was jump on the guy's back. Yeah. All he had to do was jump on his back, and he probably would have fallen. But he just kind of sat there and let his other guy do yeah. it. You know, that, that's why they're really not happy with him right now. Yeah. yeah as opposed to Joe Namath, that I was talking about last week, who blew out his knee in an exhibition game. Uh, you know, and the other thing too, Drew Locke never had a full chance in Denver. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but give him a chance. It's, you know, I mean, they're still in the race, but are they really sure that Bridgewater is that much better than Drew Locke? I don't know. Uh, Green Bay beat Seattle 17 to nothing. I had this on a lot, but not much was happening. Uh, you know, and yeah. 
the first time Russell Wilson's been shut out in 168 games that he played. That was pretty amazing. You no, know, that's, that's, an, ama- that's an amazing stat because yeah. yeah, you figure you play you know 18, 19 games a year. That that's going to take you a while to get to 168. Yeah, the last time Seattle was shut out, it, I mean, it was a couple of years before Russell Wilson. It goes all the way back to 2011. The last time they were shut out, Pete Carroll was the coach, but yeah, it goes back 10 years. Yeah, he's been there a while. And I, I, I forget who the quarterback was then. You know, wasn't so. Jim Zorn? Too far back. Nope. Um, but the the thing is that the the Packers. I mean, Rodgers didn't do much. AJ Dillon was really good. You know, former BC yeah, well, guy. Aaron Jones got injured. Well. So, yeah. And Aaron Jones yeah. injured. Yeah. Uh, they think it was a knee out one to two weeks. Uh, okay. Stokes was another player for the Packers injury. That that one might be a little longer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Kansas City did uh, what uh, you know Dallas did, and what uh, whoever Buffalo did. Yeah, they had a they came back and they, they already had won one game because they got to play the Packers last week when Rodgers was out. But they beat the Raiders forty-one to fourteen. I think that some of these teams need. And I think Kansas City's already had this because they look pretty much back to normal to me. I mean, there was a little bit of a you know turnover, but nothing, no big deal. I think that uh, you know he's ready to go again, but you know uh, Mahomes is ready to go. But I I think they had a back to Cincinnati uh, on. The Cincinnati moment here, where you just say, "Okay, we've been losing these games. Let's just forget about it and start over again," because they really looked pretty good. What do you think, Robert? Uh, yeah, uh, looking at it from the other side, they they were fantastic. Uh, uh, Mahomes threw for over 400 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, I am I I've been thrilled with my defense all year long, but Sunday night it's almost like the whole team didn't even bother to show up. It's as a Raider fan, uh, and I've been a Raider fan for over 50 years, I, I'm very disappointed in their performance, and I'm worried about what's going to happen on Thanksgiving Day because uh, considering we couldn't stop uh, Kansas City, well, we played Dallas in Dallas, and we, we had the same scenario eight years ago in Dallas, and Dallas totally destroyed us on national TV on Thanksgiving Day, and I'm afraid that might happen again, you know? Strange things happen on Thanksgiving. Always one of the games is at least a little weird. If it's not the Lions game, it's the Cowboys game or the third game. There's always, I mean, Thanksgiving, it's a strange day to play, you know, and the Thursday afternoon and, you know, yeah, yeah there's a Thursday night game. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's where the Lions may get their win over the Bears, you know, like we were talking about in the group about the, yeah. who's the most beatable team the Lions are going to play. So that may happen. But uh, Dallas got blown up by Philadelphia another year, you know. And, yeah, uh, I know. Nobody yeah. expected that. So. But, and the no, last game. I, I'm I'm really worried about the Raiders' mental stability at this point with everything they've gone through. I yeah. really don't know. I really don't know what you're going to have the rest of the season, to be honest with you. Well, that's up to the new coach. And it, hey, it's a tall order, but you, it, coaching the Raiders is a tall order anyway. You're dealing with a crazy owner and everything else. And San Francisco over the Rams, thirty-one to seven last night, and that was no contest. And I don't know. I've, thirty-one to ten. Thirty-one to ten. That's right. It's a old field goal. That's right, 31 yeah. to 10. I forgot about my meaningless field goal that got me yeah. six points because I featured him. That's right. right. But anyway, thing is, uh, you know, the, you know, Matthew Stafford, it's like, okay, remember when we always said, well, Matthew Stafford, he can put up points, but he does throw interceptions. Now he's starting to throw interceptions again. You know, yeah, but that's, another I mean, that's the six. one that was re- the one that, the one was a pick six was completely the tight end's fault. He had it right in his hands and it popped up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's not on staff. It's just you know, OBJ's no. wrecking another team. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so uh, that's before it for the we, Chris, before we get to the standings, let's um, let's yep. uh, get Jerry in here, and then we'll Al, sure. you're after, up after Jerry. So Jerry, if you want to unmute, uh, we would be able to hear you. Okay, I hope you can hear me today. We can. I hear you, Jerry. You hey, Jerry. Okay, uh, 
Well, I have a couple observations. Uh, I think uh, I think it was Chris Myers on Fox uh, did a set at best when uh, the Steelers were when they were in the overtime there on Sunday. He said, "Does anybody want to win this game?" That and, was uh, he, yep. he kept saying that throughout and uh, all of that. But uh, you know that's the way that went. But I'm looking forward to. I know it's not time yet. But I'm looking forward to Pitt and Virginia on Saturday. Yeah, that's yeah, that's going to be a good game. Yeah, Jerry, yeah. it's always time. You can say whatever you want when you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Schmier, folks, you can bring up any. You yeah. don't have to. Be you have something you want to bring up. Go ahead. You can, yeah, yeah bring it up any time. And what do you think, uh, Jerry, about John Henry buying the uh, Penguins? Well, I don't know what to think about it. What's his? Uh, what are his? He's a good owner. You know, he's a good owner as far as you know. If they they need money or they you know, I mean, they got a salary cap. They got to do what they got to do. But he will bring in. He will bring in talent. They have never been shy about bringing in talent. I would say generally he's a good owner. The one thing is they do tend to throw people under the bus when they leave. Uh, you mm. know, and and they do that. But uh, that is other and they're a little secretive sometimes. You don't always know what's going on with the Red Sox. But uh, generally yeah. they bring in good talent. So if they need a coach, they need a general manager. He'll go out and. Get it. And they do need a little help. Yeah, they get, we'll do those standings later, and they're, they're near the bottom right now. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, uh, okay. My question for you and Rick, Chris, uh, regarding the Penguins and John Henry. Does John Henry live in Boston, or where is he originally from? I think, no, he's from California. Okay, uh, because I find it interesting. He owns the, the baseball team in Boston. Now he's buying the hockey team in Pittsburgh. So. Right. What about uh, the soccer team in Liverpool? Team. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the owners are doing that. I, you know, but I'm I'm just curious that uh, I know the Bruins aren't for sale, but uh, I thought it would be uh, more to his liking to try to buy a team that was already in in the area. No, so. oh, I don't. I don't think that, I don't think that matters as he much. He can go wherever he wants. Mark Cuban okay. was going to Mark Cuban was going to buy the Cubs. Oh, well, that's true. That's true. Uh, Al, you're already unmuted, so uh, you're up next. And then, Pierre, if you want to unmute, you'll be up after Al. So, Al, you're already ready to go. Okay, good afternoon, gentlemen. Can you hear me? I hear you. Yeah, Al, Al, i got to ask you, what happened to your brown? Uh, I was going to bring that up there, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Now enjoy. (laughs) They played probably the worst game since they played Pittsburgh back in 1999, the uh, opener. Back in September '99, when it was like forty-five to three, forty-five to seven. I said, uh-huh. what the heck, you know what's going on with this team? I mean, Mayfield didn't have it together. Defense uh, stunk. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's really well, terrible. I don't know. I, the Browns have been—they really have been up and down. I mean, they beat—they beat Cincinnati. They've—they've they've had. I mean, they're five hundred team, and why? But there've been times they've looked great. They came. They won that game against Denver that we all talked yeah. that week that they couldn't win when they had the injuries and everything. They did that. And yeah. then they lose, they get killed. It's one thing to lose the Patriots. They were comparable teams at fine, but to get killed like that, my goodness. Yeah, you know, so maybe it would be a closer game than this. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah. Belichick must be uh, laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was a good day. It was a good day for about the best day Belichick had since the Super Bowl because he beat the Browns, and he and it's not the same organization. It's not uh, Modell or anything, but he beat the Browns, and Modell didn't really fire him. That was just they had to change it when they went to Baltimore, and I think he and Modell actually got along okay at the end there. But, you know, they beat the Browns, and Brady lost, and, uh, you know, he's had a couple of good weeks here. Another thing, a couple of things, and I'll let you go. One, yeah. one thing, uh, 
the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Detroit game wasn't on Fox Eight. Uh, I thought it would be on there because I was switching back. I was uh, we were at somebody's house and I was uh-huh. we were trying to find a Pittsburgh game. They didn't have any game on the Fox till four o'clock. Sometimes they do that if they think the home team, if that's a station in Cleveland, if they think the home team, I think they do that. Don't they do that on 25 here, Rick, when the yeah, Patriots lot, are on? Yeah, a lot of times the Patriots are on at 1, that Fox won't have a game till 4 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, that's really strange. I hope they change it next season. Yeah, and, well, uh, whichever one has the double header. Well, CBS had the double header this week. So they just gave you all the 4 o'clock game instead of the 1 o'clock game. That's right. And the third thing, I'm, I'm not too crazy about any games and ties. I think the NFL should change the rule a little bit. And if they can't play the um, you need both. The problem is the problem is the injuries, and you know they're afraid. And the more tired people are, they've, 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 that's been proven. The more tired you are, the more apt you are to get injured. So I think their issue is the players. A, the players have to agree to it, and they'd have to change what what they've agreed to. But B, I just think, and I I, I get it, you know. I mean, have and or, but maybe just make it sudden death, and uh, you know, yeah, maybe uh, make it a little fast. You can't do what like, you do in hockey and take people off the right. field, you know, like you do right. to make it better to score. So some yeah, some of these the, teams are just too tired. Do like college, do two points, you know, every time. No, 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 no. I really want to hear one of those. I haven't heard one of those gone to the two-pointers yet. I want to hear one before the year's over. Oh, you missed that Penn State game. I did. I did hear that one. Yeah, that was crazy. Boy. Thanks for letting me on. We'll see you tomorrow. Maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow, Al. All right. Thank you. Um, okay. We, let's go to uh, Pierre next, but uh, we're going to tease a story at college basketball. Jamal is in here, and he's going he'll hear this later on. The Missouri Valley Conference <laughs> is losing a team. We'll tell you who when we get there, but Pierre, go ahead. Uh, I heard this morning that uh, Aaron Rodgers hurt his toe during that game yesterday, uh, and, he say, and he said this morning it's pretty doggone sore, so I don't know. If that'll slow him down or what? Was but, he lying? Uh, was he lying about it, Pierre? Uh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> he probably didn't get a shot for it. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, no, I, heard I, somebody, I heard one person say on TV. I've never heard this before. I don't know if any of you guys have that Aaron Rodgers, even though he's not vaccinated, because he's had the the virus. Yeah. And now oh, yeah, he doesn't now. Now, now he, he can't be tested for the next ninety days. That's well, he, he can't I don't it. know about testing, but he can't be vaccinated for three months because once you no. had it, you have to wait three months to get him. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard Maybe that. That's what yeah. They, yeah, because I mean, yeah, because sense. right yeah. now, right now, he's at a high immunity, just as if he were vaccinated. If right. you had COVID, yeah. right there, your immune, your uh, your antibody level is just as high, if not higher, than it would be if you were vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, and, go ahead, Pierre. Anything else? And, and uh, Chris was talking about the Saints game, the guy missing the two yeah. points and having the penalty when they were going for two. But that wasn't the big play of the game that turned the game around. The big play of the game was uh, just a when, uh, whenever they had the uh, uh, whenever Tennessee had the ball on the Saints five, and they went, he went back to throw, and he threw it. The Saints guy intercepted it in the end zone, but they had a rough in the passer call. And then ah. they scored on the next play, and that and, and that's and then I was telling y'all last week about the uh, LSU quarterback that yeah. his daddy decided that he wanted him Not to play. So he, so he was so he was willing to give up uh, uh, his redshirt years, year yeah, of eligibility, and said. for him to play. Well, he bombed. I mean, he bombed. <laughs> in fact, uh, the game ended was in overtime. The, uh, LSU got the ball first in his first play through an interception. Okay, yep. Let's see. How else are we going to do this? It won't let me claim the host. 
Okay. Oh, Bill Bill's is here. On Bill. The air. Bill is oh, Bill here. Is here. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll just keep talking until Bill is ready to go. Um, anything else, Pierre? That's it. All right. Okay, Pierre. Okay. Um, All right. We're right now go, ready to go with the standings. Okay. AFC East Buffalo is seven and six and three. Patriots are six and four, just half a game behind. You know they don't play them till December sixth, Monday night. So you know I don't know if it'd still be as big a game as it would be right now, but boy. Uh, Miami's three and seven. The Jets are two and seven. <clears throat> AFC North, Baltimore six and three. Pittsburgh five three and one. That's what I'm saying. When we get to the wild card standings, you can see that the tie did help them. Uh, Cincinnati five and four, and Cleveland five and five. AFC South, Tennessee eight and two. Indianapolis five and five. Jacksonville two and seven. Houston one and eight. AFC West, Kansas City six and four. The Chargers are five and four. Raiders are five and four. And Denver's uh, five and five. NFC East, Dallas seven and two, Philadelphia four and six, Washington three and six, Giants three and six, NFC North, Green Bay eight and two, Minnesota four and five, the Bears are three and six, the Lions oh eight and one, NFC South, Tampa Bay six and three, New Orleans five and four, Carolina five and five, and Atlanta four and five. And in the West we have Arizona eight and two, the Rams are seven and three. We have San Francisco four and five and Seattle three and six. So looking at the wild card in the AFC, we have the Tennessee right now on top. Then we have Baltimore and Buffalo and Kansas City for the division leaders. Then the wild cards, Pittsburgh five, three and one. So they've got that top wild card. If they'd lost that game, uh, you know, or if they'd won, you know, whatever, but they've they've got percentage on the Patriots. That tie can come in handy if you're over five hundred. So they've got percentage on the Patriots who have the second wild card at six and four. And then you go into a mishmash. The Chargers are five and four. The Vegas is going five and four. Cincinnati's five and four. And uh, so, you know, one of them would have the third wild card right now. Cleveland's five and five. The Colts are five and five. So that's uh, your big contenders Denver's right now. Five and five. Who is? Oh, Denver. Denver. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And NFC, we have Green Bay at eight and two, Arizona eight and two, and Dallas six and two. Uh, and Tampa Bay is six and three. They're the division leaders. They were the Rams at the top wild card at seven and three. New Orleans has the second at five and four. Carolina at the third at five and five. Then you get to Minnesota four and five, Atlanta four and five, San Francisco four and five, and the Eagles four and six. So that's kind of your contenders right now, anyway. So uh, yeah. And let me see if I can grab my schedule. And remember, y'all can call in to six four six eight seven six. 9923 and then enter the code 287-723-4600. Star 9, raise, uh, the pound key twice. Star 9, raise your hand on the, on the phone. Alt-Y on the computer. The more key on your, uh, on your app. Okay. And we have, uh, let's see. Whoop, I went too far. I'm in week 14. Let's not, uh, miss Thanksgiving and everything. It's going to be good food and we can't do that. Yeah, no, hang we're not ready to eat yet. Not that No, yet. we're not. That's, that's, All right. Hang on a second. We'll get there in a moment. All right. Uh, we have week, uh, Right, we have the Patriots at Atlanta, and that's uh, on Thursday night, uh, the 18th. That's what I was talking about, the 18th, too, maybe. <laughs> 8.20, that's yeah. when Linda comes and everything. 8.20 p.m. on Fox and uh, NFL Network. Sunday, November 21st, here we go. Indianapolis at Buffalo, 1 p.m. on CBS. Baltimore at Chicago, 1 p.m. on CBS. Detroit at Cleveland, 1 p.m. on Fox. Uh, Houston at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on CBS. Green Bay at Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota, 1 p.m. on Fox. So that toe will be a uh, a bone of contention for everybody in Minnesota and Green Bay. Miami at the Jets, 1 p.m. on CBS. Big uh, big ratings there. New Orleans at Philadelphia, 1 p.m. on Fox. Washington at Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. 
San Francisco at Jacksonville is 1 p.m. on Fox as well. Cincinnati at the Las Vegas, 4.05 p.m. on CBS, so Fox has the doubleheader. And the big game is Dallas at Kansas City, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. That should be very good. That should yeah. be good, Ar- yeah. Yeah. Arizona at Seattle, 4.25 p.m. on Fox. The Sunday night game has Pittsburgh at the Chargers, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And we'll see how many Steelers fans are there. They'll they'll yeah. be... You know, the one thing I noticed, and it's not... I thought it was because it was the Chargers, but it turns out it's this PA guy. If you guys notice the LA PA guy, he's yelling and screaming like it's the NBA. Yeah. That's a first Oh, my God. Really, have a little class, you know? Nobody else does that yeah. in the league. And the Monday night game is the fabulous New York football giants at Tampa Bay. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be a fist fight on the field between Arians and Brady. And the bye is Denver and the Rams. So that's uh, what we got for the schedule. And they probably need a, the Rams NFL. probably need a bye at this time because they yes, are, they their do. offense they is just not, yep. it is not well. And yep. Denver needs it too, I'm sure, to figure out what they're going to do and what's going to happen. And they both need it at the right time. They came at the right time. Yep. Okay. So any, hold on, any, hold on. Uh, guys, are, you, are you with us, Bill? Oh yes, I'm with you. Okay, I'm just okay. making sure you were. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to assume anything. You know how that goes. Oh yeah, I've got a couple of notes I forgot about. Mike Tomlin passed Bill Cower for second place all time in Steelers win. And Mark Ingram is now the all-time New Orleans uh, rushing leader. And Aaron Rodgers was fined $300,000 for his virus activities and so, so forth. Oh, and no, 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 no. I don't no, no. Green Bay. Team, no, Green, Green Bay, Bay was, Green Bay was, was 300000 I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, yeah. was, was fined like 14000 14, Yeah, well, that's right. All he the players were allowed to be fined. Hold, hold on. He was 14000 and Alan yeah. Lazard was 14000 And the reason yeah. that was... Um, is because they attended Devontae Adams' birthday party, and apparently there's a there is a limit if you're unvaccinated of people you can be around, and and they were over that limit, so that's why they okay. were fine. And the last two notes: Robert Woods is out for the year with a torn uh, ACL. ACL, and then Indianapolis is going to do an in-season hard knocks, and that's just what they need, probably. To, no distractions. Never done hard that, knocks right? in mid-season. Yeah, and I got a I got a couple more notes for you. Okay. Um, Andy Reid passed Curly Lambeau on the um, uh, coaching wins list after Sunday night's win, so he's top five now in wins. Okay. Uh, and also, uh, Raiders fullback Alec Engel tore his ACL, and he's gone for the year. So. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, now, right. that it. looks like that's it, Bill. Do you want to do you want to play the spots, or do you want me to keep going? Uh, no, we can we can work those spots in. I think. Here, okay. Uh, we want you to make cool. make you feel at home. And we want to thank you Dave go. once again for stepping We do want to thank Dave yeah, for his help. Yep. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Okay. We, um, we would have been back, but traffic. Ah, uh, that dog yeah. traffic. <laughs> uh, okay. There you go. Okay, what are you wearing right. right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole, or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer 
volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. And we're back. Jamal, if you want to unmute, we would be able to hear you. I'll bet uh, Jamal's going to have some NFL takes for us. Yes, I bet he is. Yes, I'm going to have some NFL takes, all right. I must <laughs> okay. say, I must say that uh, I'm sure happy I picked the 49ers last night. I'm certainly I'm sure not happy that they won, though, Jamal, because that, of course, I would, didn't like that result. Hmm. Well, for the contest sake, I'm happy. I'm also right. happy that <laughs> I had Kansas City in a total score. That really saved me from uh, having a train wreck of a week contest-wise. Uh, but, yeah. with, but with all that being said, a lot of interesting games. As for the, as for the Browns and Patriots game, I'm thinking here that the Browns might be falling off the rails and the Patriots might be on the verge of uh, having some staying power in the playoff race. And oh, I disagree right with you, Chris. I think, I think that that uh, December 6th game between the, between the Patriots and Bills might actually mean something. Right, I'm not saying you it know? won't. I'm just saying they, I think they'd like to have it next week right now, but they, they don't right, have it. Right, but, you know. I, but I think it's going to be – I mean, you know, I will say what I will about uh, Mr. Belichick, but to this point – Hats off to him again. It looks like this team is rounding in the form. Now, as for the uh, the that Detroit Pittsburgh debacle, I was just amazed that Detroit that they let Detroit tie them, and I think that the Raiders are on the verge of just falling apart. And God knows what the Bears are going to do coming off this bye. You know, I could easily I could see the Bears winning seven out of eight and backing into the last playoff spot. I could also see them lose. The last day in a row, too. I mean, I don't know, but they're capable of winning all the games or capable of losing all the games. That's what I've concluded about the Bears. Okay. And that, and now, uh, question, Perry, you were talking, you alluded to a team leaving the Missouri Valley. Yes. Who is leaving and why? Uh, Loyola, uh, Chicago, is leaving. They are joining the A-10. Um, what? I would think, mm-hmm. I, and I mean, I know, Sean, you follow that like I do. That seems like a lateral move mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I say no. I say right no, no. now it might be an upward. Might be an I think it's. Move. I think it's lateral because the A10 they have just as just as much trouble getting teams in as the Missouri Valley does. the A10's gotten more teams in recently. I would say back when you still had Wichita State and Creighton in, mm-hmm. it would have been a lateral move. Where right now, I think what teams you know, Dayton's been a power. Uh, St. Bonaventure's been ranked pretty high. You know, with VCU, Davidson, Richmond, Rhode Island. I mean, I think I can oh, yeah. see it being. And and all this, it's mainly 
it's a bas- it's where it's a basketball at. league. Yeah. And and to be honest, it, Loyola, it, it, Loyola is going to be, as I understand it, Jamal, and I've not seen them yet, but to be honest, without Cam Crutwig, that team is probably going to struggle a little more than they have. And the Missouri Valley, right. think about it. It's, the Missouri Valley is more rural, I mean, smaller towns, you know, smaller mm-hmm. town schools. I mean, you got Drake in Des Moines. You know, for mm-hmm. the A-10, it's in places. I mean, Dayton's not a huge market, but, you know, it's near Cincinnati, mm-hmm. Richmond. Philadelphia. Size, big, Philadelphia, big Washington, D.C., Charlotte, no. uh, Buffalo. You know, go, go ahead, Jamal. Hold on. Go ahead, Jamal. Now, my question is this. Now, since uh, Loyola is bailing to the A-10, and I'm stunned by hearing that news, who, who, as a Missouri well, Valley, Belmont's coming in next year. So Belmont's yeah, being officially Be- traded out for Lo- Loyola, basically, is what yeah, happened. It, it was going to be an 11-team league when Belmont came in, but mm-hmm. now it's going to be back to a 10-team with Belmont in there. So well, Now, is anyone else talking about joining the Valley other than Belmont? That's not my that question. I, not that I have heard, but I would be if, – if the A-10 went after Loyola – I would be surprised if they weren't maybe trying to pick off a couple of other ones that have some name for, names recognition. Maybe a UNI. Would UNI maybe, even go to maybe a UNI or maybe a Drake? Because Drake is Drake is they're high they're hot these days. Yeah. All right. So. I mean, cause, I mean, I'm trying to picture could a school could a Mo Valley get another school like say Carbondale Sister School Edwardsville to join well, the? Uh, that's good. I that's guess we'll find out. They could follow Belmont to the Valley. They could follow them from the Ohio Valley to the Missouri Valley. They could. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would also create an interesting uh, system rivalry with uh, an interesting system rivalry with right. the Carbondale campus. And actually, Edwardsville campus right now, student-wise, is more populated than the Carbondale campus. Or could they get? Or could they jump up and grab UIC? Yeah, they could. I don't know. Well, we'll, I we'll suppose see. while we're on that. Does anybody have any more college basketball stuff while we're already discussing it? Well, no, I just asked Perry. I guess there's a little uh, tournament going on or some kind of a, a match thing between the Big Ten and the Big East. And Providence beat Wisconsin last night. I don't know uh, the other uh, details of the – and that was at Wisconsin. And Wisconsin hadn't lost a, a non-conference game there in, like, a uh, long time. I know I don't remember it's how long. It's five or six of – Teams from each conference playing each other because I like had Illinois, Marquette, Providence, Wisconsin, Michigan, Seton Hall. Uh, I forget some of the others, but yeah, the Dave Gabbett Challenge is what it is. But since we're on college basketball, I'll say this: I mean, this week, as ex- this last week, you had something that I don't think has ever happened in recent times, where you had you had two top five matchups of preseason top five teams. That were not in one of these classics or tournaments or showcase games. You had, of course, UCLA beating Villanova Friday and then Gonzaga hosting Texas and, you know, winning by 12. But you hadn't had that in just a home game, two of those in, in a while. You know, and Gonzaga, it's the first time they've hosted a top 10 team ever at their home, at their home floor. So, yeah. I mean, but, and then right now you're getting ready. Thursday, you're going to start seeing the, uh, Oh, all these, you're going to start seeing these tournaments coming up, and then you'll see them Monday, and then Thanksgiving weekend, you'll think there's that one in the Bahamas. Are they going to have it in the Bahamas this year? As I understand it, they are. Yeah, now the Maui one is in Las Vegas, but the Oahu, the the Aloha Classic in Honolulu Christmas, I think is going to happen. It is is because you you and I is going there. 
So yeah, but yeah, you're starting to see some of those. You're gonna, you're about, it's about time that the 2K coaches versus cancer, the preseason NIT is starting to go, and then you got the, you know, they'll have those finals coming up. So I mean, it's it's a big. If you like college basketball, this is really your your time because this is where you get to see some good matchups. Um, yep. And yeah. you know, one thing to mention with college basketball is conference play is starting earlier this year because the Missouri Valley has conference games uh, December first. You and I uh, and Brad well, remember December first. In the past, in the past past couple of years, the Big Ten did that. They yeah. played some yep. early conference games and then they played some non-conference games after Christmas. The Big Ten did that two years ago. Yeah, and, then, and, and that's and you know, and that's a pretty get. decent conference game. Those are both pretty. And the ACC already had. The ACC uh, this last week had a couple conference games. They did the, the last Sunday, I believe. Yeah, they had a couple. They had a couple. So I mean, they're doing that so that I think some of these are like, hey, we can have some mid-season non-conference. Plus, you know, you had the Big Twelve SEC Challenge will be going on uh, in late January, but that that always ha- that's a one day. And the Big Ten ACC right. after Thanksgiving. So yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's okay. about it for college basketball, but in college yeah, football, college boy, football, yes. did college we have football. some interesting games on Saturday? I think the biggest ones, the well, biggest ones yeah, I would well, tell you would be Baylor beating Oklahoma. Yep. Um, yeah. So let me, let me read the quickly read the uh, top 10 for the commission, you know, the committee, because it's going to change yeah. tonight. But It'll was, change tonight. We were going in Georgia yeah. at one at two, Alabama, three was Oregon, four was Ohio state, five was Cincinnati. Six was Michigan, seven Michigan State, eight Oklahoma, who uh, of course lost, nine Notre Dame, and ten Oklahoma State. So now we had uh, Georgia over Tennessee, uh, 41-17. Alabama beat New Mexico State, 59-3. to Wow, that was a real matchup, wasn't it? Cincinnati beat South Florida, 45-28. Well, they finally got a <clears throat> solid, you know, a big, like over two touchdown win, see if it does them any good. We have Oregon over Washington State, 38-24. Ohio State beat Purdue. Somebody, you know, Purdue's been the giant the 59 31. Notre Dame over Virginia 28 to 3. Michigan State beat uh, uh, Maryland 40 to 21. Michigan over Penn State 21 17. <clears throat> Penn State is like the paper tiger. Everybody was saying, oh, Penn State's going to do this and Penn State's going to do that. It hasn't worked out that way at all. And They've had Michigan a lot of, a- Penn State's had a lot of close losses. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. yep. they're probably, I would say they're 10, 12 points from being right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we have Oklahoma State over TCU, 63-17. to 17. Mississippi over A&M, 29-19. Well, I'm glad, uh, they won. I'm glad they won because if they hadn't have won that game, I was going to come in and go off on them because they should have had <laughs> – it was 15 to nothing at the end of the first half, and it should have been at least two more touchdowns than that. So I'm uh-huh. glad they ended up winning that game because they left a lot of points on the field in the first half. As you said, Baylor beat Oklahoma 27-14. Wake Forest over NC State 45-42. That, everybody knew that would be a good game, and it was. Not a defensive struggle by any means. UTSA over uh, Southern Mississippi 27-17. Houston over Temple 38, 37-8. Iowa <laughs> beat Minnesota 27-22. So, Perry, where do we stand with the, uh, the uh, Western Wisconsin Division is in the – if Wisconsin beats Minnesota, Wisconsin goes to the championship game because they would have the tiebreaker over Iowa. If Wisconsin loses, then it's going to go to some three-way tiebreaker between them, Iowa, and Minnesota, and I would have no idea how that would work. But, okay. Um, I th- I would think Wisconsin would win that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have Wisconsin over Northwestern, 35-7. to uh, Pitt beat North Carolina, 30-23 Thursday night in overtime. Arkansas over LSU, 16-13. to 
Uh, and that was overtime as well. And uh, Louisiana beat Troy 35-21. San Diego State over Nevada 23-21. Utah over Arizona 38-29. Mississippi State over Auburn 43-34. That was so an that interesting game, Auburn too. For, that was kind of an interesting game. Yeah, because Auburn had a 28-3 lead at halftime. And Mississippi State outscored them 40-6 to in the second half. And yeah. we ran over a lot of the history here with Kansas and Texas, uh, 57-56 in overtime. And, uh, you know, te- Kansas, uh, Texas is now 4-6. and six. They've lost five in a row. And I was listening, and I just happened to go by Fox Sports uh, Radio during the, the, the end of that game. And they were talking about why did – and I, I know we've probably talked about this here, and you explained it, but they fired Tom Herman, who had a 7-3 and three record last year. Uh, well, there was a lot of uh, controversy with him and disconnect with players. And when you got to remember, a lot of these players are still Tom Herman's Tom Herman's uh, players. So who knows if he would have would or wouldn't have had the same record? Because you know they had a lot of young players and a lot of players that are not wanting to be in with our. Uh, there was the video that came out, Bo Davis, after the Iowa State game, the coach chewed the players out on the bus because they were just laughing and giggling. And some player posted its Twitter about him yelling at him, and so that was the big. And it actually gained a little more respect for the coaching staff saying, hey, they're trying, you know, amongst the fans. The fans were thinking, oh, it's the coaching. I mean, yes, Sark even said it is coaching, but a lot of it is some of these players are just kind of, a lot of young players that are kind of, oh, I don't know, but there's a lot of, there was a lot of stuff with Tom Herman and the players, a lot of disconnect and a lot of, and then, so I think a lot of them are still kind of, you know, that, so you may see some players transfer, but like I said, I, the games that I, I mean, that I was really interested, I mean, that old, I mean, Penn State, the Penn State-Michigan State game, that one was just, uh, the Penn State-Michigan Michigan, yeah. game, I should say, yeah. Yeah, Michigan, that one was a good game, I think, you know, then, you know, Oklahoma, Baylor. Now, here, here's the thing, though. Getting back to the uh, rankings that you read, this was the big controversy of the week, how Michigan State was ranked below Michigan, even though Michigan State beat Michigan. But I think your top seven are probably going to stay the same. Hopefully, maybe, who knows, if Michigan will pass Michigan, or Michigan State will pass Michigan, or Michigan will stay how them too. But, you know, that don't, I mean, but you got some pretty interesting games. And then this week, this week, the round robin continues. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, Ohio State is probably the big, big game. Yeah. You got uh, Arkansas, Alabama. Now, this is the thing in the in the SEC right now. If Arkansas somehow beats Alabama, you could very easily have a four way tie for the West with Mississippi, Mississippi State if they keep winning, Arkansas and Alabama. And, you know, all trying to see because Alabama would have two, have two losses and. You know, that looks like it's going to be a big game. And you're actually going to get a decent game in the Pac-12 with Oregon-Utah. And Oklahoma goes to Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State lost to Texas Tech, but... On a 62-yard field goal. Yeah, but and that, and that guy, had, And that guy, Sean, had not hit anywhere, any kick near no. that distance. No, he is not. He is not. And Oklahoma's a vulnerable team. I mean, how many weeks have I come in and said, well, I mean, they almost lost to Kansas. They almost lost to Tulane. Right. They, and they Ohio, held and, it off against. And Iowa State has a veteran defense. So Oklahoma, you know, yeah, uh, yes. Iowa State hasn't lived up to its expectations this year. But if you're Oklahoma, you better not take them lightly. No, and and Cincinnati gets a challenge. They got SMU. I mean, it's not what they were thinking it was going to be because SMU lost to Houston earlier, but this is probably the one that could help if Cincinnati's going to get in that top four next week, next week or 
or if they don't make it this week, which I don't think they are because the four teams ahead of them won. So if it's going to help elevate them any, this is a game with FMU that kind of gains them a little bit of respect, I think, for this week. But those are your big games that I'm looking at. And remember, Ole Miss and State play in next week, as do Michigan and Ohio State. So some yeah, of this, week is some of big, all this stuff, will, week, some of this stuff will wind itself out. Yeah, next week is rivalry week. You got the Bedlam. You got Bedlam. You all have Michigan, Ohio State, the Egg Bowl, Oregon, Oregon State, which Oregon should handle them. But yeah. And then a couple other notes. Uh, Justin Fuente was fired by Virginia Tech uh, as the head coach. So, and Jimmy Lake is out at Washington. So, and the athletic director at University of Miami is out. And the rumor is that if he's gone, Manny Diaz could be on his way out at Miami also. And then the guy they want is Mario Cristobal. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So we ready for the NBA? Let's do yeah, it. Let's we're always ready for the NBA. All right. Now, the thing that I told you the other day, and we're going to see uh, something here. I told you that this time of year you move around. It takes me a while to do the standings because usually you kind of pencil people in. All oh, these guys are first. These guys are the top teams. Look what happened here in the East. Right now we have Washington is number one at 10-3. and three. Chicago, 10-4. and four. They weren't even in the playoffs last year. They're bold. Uh, Brooklyn at 10-4 and four is number three. Number four is Miami at 9-5. and five. <clears throat> Cleveland nine and six. Hey, by the way, they had this, they, the Celtics. They're doing those two game series, and the Celtics split with Cleveland, and of course the Patriots beat the Browns. So we got two out of three over Cleveland this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cleveland nine and six. The Knicks are eight and six. Philadelphia. They were eight and three last week because I had last week's standings here. They were number one. They are now number seven because they lost three games. That's what happens nowadays. Charlotte eight and seven. The Celtics are now ninth at seven and seven. Toronto seven and eight. Milwaukee six and eight. Atlanta six and nine. So Milwaukee and Atlanta, the finalists last year, are still struggling a little bit. Indiana six and nine. You know, as soon as we kidded Bernie on the on the All Things Radio show about in, about the, the Pacers, they they did win that game in Utah that night. Yes, by the they way. did. We both yeah, agreed they, they were going to win, so they won a couple. Okay, Detroit is three and ten, and Orlando three and eleven in the and, West. Uh, have, and Chicago has done very well out here on the West Coast. They lost to the Warriors, but they beat the Clippers and the Lakers, so they're doing very well on the West Coast. Okay, well there you go. And the Warriors are just doing very well anyway. They're eleven and two. Yep. Uh, Phoenix, and now we're now we're on yeah. an East Coast trip. So okay, so that may bring them back a little bit to the pack. Phoenix mm-hmm. ten and three. Dallas is number three, nine and four. Kind of yeah, it's a good start for Dallas. Denver nine and five. Utah eight and five. The Clippers are sixth at eight and five. The Lakers are seventh at eight and seven. Memphis is eighth at seven and seven. Portland seven and eight. Sacramento tenth, six and eight. Oklahoma City eleventh, five and eight. Minnesota four and nine is twelfth. Number thirteen is San Antonio four and nine. New Orleans two and thirteen. Houston one and thirteen. And we won't even talk about who's setting up to play who or who's in the play-in games until we get at the NFL season. We'll start to do that because yeah. these standings and, uh, are so rumor, changeable. Rumor is that Luke Walton is uh, going to be on his way out if the Kings don't turn things around. So that's okay. the first coaching rumor already after, what, 13, 14 games. So. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, we had a little story. I guess A Rod got uh, into trouble in the NBA. He can get into trouble <laughs> anywhere, but he got in trouble in the NBA. Oh yeah, A Rod. And now this is so. All right, they had a team get together down at his house. As you remember, A Rod, part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, they had the Timberwolves down at his house in South Beach and a party, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they all he also set up a team workout and practice and some practice. Now, in the offseason, the owners and coaches are not supposed to set those up. Now, like I said, in the past, they made a point about with the Hornets. 
you know, Michael Jordan may have a party for his team or whatever, and have some players to get together and say, hey, let's do a let's do a pra- players practice, but the coaches can't be there. And you know all that, but A Rod got to find yeah, the Minnesota Timberwolves go find two hundred and fifty grand for this. Year, so. <laughs> so there you go. A yeah. Rod can get trouble in trouble anywhere. You know he's amazing. Yes, he can. So that's that's probably it for the NBA. I forgot we got out of order, but that's okay. We can do baseball now. Nothing wrong with that. Andrew Haney, a one-year, $8.5 million uh, deal with the Dodgers. He uh, came up with the Marlins in 14, went to the Angels in 15 through 21, then the Yankees last half of the year. But now he's back. He's gone on to the uh, to the Dodgers. Then we have uh, Brent uh, Brent Strom is leaving Houston as pitching coach. And uh, two months, he didn't want to hear any more trash cans. So now he's gone to Arizona where it's quiet. I don't have to worry about those anymore. I guess uh, one of the reasons it, he took that job is that he lives in Arizona. So Ah, okay. Yeah. There you go. Eduardo Rodriguez, we were talking about before the show. He's uh, four years for seventy-seven million Five. from the uh, Tigers. It, Five years. That's what I was. That's what I was going to ask you and and Rick, uh, Chris. You guys are Red Sox fans. Did the Tigers overpay <laughs> five and seventy-seven? I don't think you know, yeah. maybe, you know, the thing is, it's it, they're trying to get into the market. You know, they went out and got the Reds catcher last week. They're trying to do it the right way. They're trying to spend, you know, what you're supposed to do if you're going to build a team in what's, quote, a small market, although Detroit isn't. But, you know, what you're yeah. supposed to do is get your get your farm system in order and uh, get your guys signed to friendly contracts and then go out and get three or four of these kind of guys. And, you know, whether Rodriguez is just the first one to indicate interest or whatever, it's a good pitcher's park. I'll give that to it. But he's got, right. uh, you know, He's he's up and down. That's the problem with him. And and they want and, uh, the Tigers do. They want one of the big shortstops that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, good luck. That's going to be expensive. I don't know if they're going to be able to. But you've got a, you know, he's got a full no trade contest and a contract and can opt out after 2023. And I was if saying, if you believe what the, you hear, though, when you say the good luck to him, if you believe what you hear, Chris Illich is going to do like his dad. He is willing to spend when it's okay. time. All right. Well, we'll see. And then, uh, but my feeling about it is, I think the Red Sox could fill in okay. They already have, um, you know, Chris Sale coming back. They have Ivaldi, uh, uh, and they've uh, Tanner Houck can start, and so can uh, Garrett uh, Whitlock. So I, I think they'll be okay for starters. I think they'll be, you know, uh, they can lengthen them out. So the, the Mets are supposed to be uh, trying to hire uh, Billy Epler. They are uh, the finalizing their deal. They are finalizing that deal today. So he w- he is going to be the GM of the Mets. So finally, they have a general manager. Okay. We have our first awards of the year, the Rookies of the Year, Jonathan India for the uh, Reds. I know he had a great year. And uh, Randy Rosarina for the uh, for Tampa Bay. And, of course, everybody remembers him from the World Series last year, but uh, he was still a rookie, so he doesn't have enough bats in the uh, And, and that's because season, of the so shortened season is why he's still a rookie. That's right. And, uh, you know, also now we should have a good list next week of awards, the MVPs, and they're starting to get into them. And they usually have one or two, uh, the one league, the other league for yeah, the kind manager, of Yeah, manager of the years come out at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern tonight. So, right. it's so you know, one, we'll of the possi- one of the possibilities of manager of the year, I don't think he'll get it, but one of the possibilities is Mike Schilt was fired and he could be manager of the year. Yeah, that'd be funny. You know, it won't yeah. be the first time the Cardinals uh, had something like that happen because when they, in 64, they won the whole thing and uh, Johnny Keene was the manager and they said, oh, now we'd like you back. We didn't, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, have, uh, you know, we didn't sign you, but now we'd like you back. You won the pennant and everything. Everything was great. And so what happened was he went to the Yankees. Now, that was a bad thing because the Yankees went right down the tubes. It wasn't his yeah. fault. Yeah. They just hit the wrong, wrong time. One, and we did have a few one. today. Um, the, yeah, today, go ahead, the Angels signed uh, Noah Sindergaard <clears throat> one year, 21 millions he, million. He has pitched two innings since uh, 2019 and most he's people, well rested then. he's well rested, well rested but the yeah. most people on the athletic Roseball and others say this is probably a desperate move for the angels that they need a lot more pitching than him and, mm-hmm. Peter and jose and jose barrios signed a uh contract a five-year extension with the toronto blue jays what were you going to say about Peter Gammons, uh, Robert? Um, actually, it's a, that's a seven-year deal, Perry, for 131 for Rios. And uh, Peter Gammons indicated this morning after the after the uh, Syndergaard signing that there were several teams lined up for his services, and a few teams offered more than $21 million. So uh, there's a lot of desperate teams out there for pitching, I guess. Well, there's the deadline. You know, they, they know that by December 2nd, we're probably going to have a lockout and you can sign under the old rules. And that's good because, boy, they would have had like a 500-person free agent camp somewhere in March or April, you know, and, and they, they, they at least did that right. They've got it so that, you know, the, the year doesn't end until December 2nd. So people and one be a other lot of note, this, this And month. one other note uh, for Yankee fans, uh, Luis Rojas, the former manager of the Mets, will now be the new third base coach for the New York Yankees. Yeah, Phil Nevin uh, kind of blew it uh, here on he uh, Wild Card Night. That was yeah. but uh, but I would I would say too though a bad note for the Yankees. You're not getting Freddie Freeman. Nope. Until He's until be- until he leaves the Braves, that is my hot take of yeah. the day. Freddie Freeman yeah. will re-sign with the Braves until it doesn't happen. He I he will be a brave he will be a brave for life. So correct. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, speaking of hot takes, I wasn't able to play this at the beginning, but here's here's not the. The final, but here is the original version of this. Listen, I think. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, hockey, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006 or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon rick swan perry lester sean platz robert herrick and bill sparks hey that that check cleared that check cleared rick now does that does that mean that they we fired jack buck and dan kelly and everybody to bring rick <laughs> no, 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 no i think they're coming back they're coming no, back. Like okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah jack not, buck rick to edit I just been back. Back. before. I'm kind of intimidated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. So, okay. so, so see, Rick, I wasn't wrong when I told you that check cleared. <laughs> it's yeah. there. It's there. It's just a question of being in the right place at the right time. And we'll have uh, the full edit of it come yes. sure very soon. We uh, will. Yeah, well, okay. Jack and <laughs> Dan and everybody will be back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we are now right. down to the NHL. NHL. Here we go with the standings. And, uh, of course, the Bruins, uh, you know, are going on the witness. They played four games this past week, but now they're not going to play till Saturday. They're back in the witness protection program. 
So, uh, leading is the Florida Panthers in the Atlantic Division with 23 points. Toronto, 21. Tampa Bay, 19. Detroit, 18. The Bruins have 16, but they'll be, <laughs> you know, everybody, I looked at last week's standings and the Bruins, all these teams that were leading had what the Bruins you know, have now, you know, so they're just like a week behind everybody. Buffalo, 14. Montreal, <laughs> 10. And Ottawa, 9. And you've got an Ottawa story, uh, Robert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want me to go ahead and give that now? Just just, just do it now, yeah. Uh, well, um, Ottawa has a major COVID outbreak, so uh, their next three games have been postponed, and the NHL has to find new dates. So the teams that are affected this week are the New Jersey Devils, Nashville Predators, and New York Rangers. And uh, the Devils were supposed to be tonight, Predators on Thursday, Rangers on Saturday, so and they have um, ten players in protocol. Yeah, wow. so uh, okay. the the Sharks just had a major COVID outbreak, but luckily for them, they were able to call up you know minor leaguers to fill in. But uh, from what I gather from this, is Ottawa must have a a COVID outbreak in a minor league affiliate because. Uh, normally, when it's uh, like they do, they shark, do, they do not. The, the they do not. Heard, they oh, okay. said yesterday that everything is fine there. Okay. Well, what well, I'm wondering is, didn't the NHL say they were pretty much all vaccinated? These are yeah. all uh, breakthrough there's cases. A, there's, a, there's only four players in the NHL who are not vaccinated. That and I'm they're aware. They're not Ottawa Senators. No. No, they're, they're not. not. Okay. Oh, okay. Whatever. Metropolitan Division, we have Carolina 22, Washington 22, Rangers 21, New Jersey 17. We have Philadelphia 16, Columbus 16, the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, a.k.a. John Henry's perhaps new team, 14, and the Islanders 12. Now, the Islanders are like the Bruins. They haven't been home. So they've been uh, playing because they're waiting to open their new building. They were, it wasn't ready. So they're, they're, that's what their problem is. They've pretty much gone 500 on the road, but that's, so that's okay. So they're going to have a whole bunch of, of home games. So uh, the Islanders and Bruins, uh, better things are coming for both teams, I'm sure. And tonight, and tonight, is, the, tonight is the last game of that 13-game road trip for the Islanders. And then I guess they open the building later on this week. So. Okay. And by the way, for those of you wondering where the schedules are for hockey and basketball, we decided there's more people listening on the podcast and so forth. So we, we do the NFL schedule because that's important to get every week. But well, we decided not to do the uh, schedule. Get them on the board. Time. You can get all the all the schedules on the board that I promoted earlier in the show. You can, that's yeah. you can go right, get throughout is, the week. Right. And he can mention that at the end of the show, too, just because it's kind right. of a new thing we haven't talked about much. So you can do that at the end. In the Central yeah. Division, we have Minnesota with 20, Nashville 19, Winnipeg 19, St. Louis 18. What Right there in the early going, Colorado thirteen, and they they were expected to be one of the top teams, but again, it's early. Dallas they have, they have a lot of injuries. I when 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 they get back fully healthy, they're going to be a problem. Colorado thirteen, Dallas twelve, Chicago ten, and Arizona three points. They are terrible this year. They've only won and, one game all year. So yeah, yeah, boy, Pacific. We have Edmonton with twenty-two, Anaheim twenty-one, Calgary twenty, Vegas eighteen, uh, Kings eighteen, San Jose fifteen, Vancouver twelve, and Seattle nine. So the Kraken are six points better than the uh, Coyote. So that's pretty good yep. for the Kraken, uh-huh. I guess. Yep. Okay. Other NHL uh, notes: Bob Murray w- w- resigned because of alcohol abuse, and apparently he was creating a toxic uh, work. Uh, situation in uh, in uh, for the uh, for Anaheim, uh, so he is out as the GM. And uh, uh, Alex Ovechkin passed Brett Hull, and so now he's fourth on the all-time scoring list. And his next guy he's going after is Yarmir Yager, who has 766 goals. Uh, let's see. And we had talked about the Ottawa situation. Any other NHL things, uh, Rick or Robert? 
Uh, I don't have anything, Rick. No, no, no. not really. Okay, no. Okay. Well then, uh, let's uh, let's. Uh, we don't want to keep our callers waiting, David. Uh, you oh, do okay. not need to unmute. So if you, you just talk to us, you do not need to unmute. Hey guys, I have three things for you guys. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. First thing, um, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert uh, now has 50 touchdown passes in his first 24 games, the fourth uh, the fourth fastest to reach the mark in NFL history, behind. Dan Marino, who did it in 22 games, Kurt Warner, 21 games, and Patrick Mahomes in 17 games. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty good company he's in there. Yeah. Yes, it is. Next thing, uh, on Sunday, Phil Mickelson won the uh, season-ending Charles Schwab Cup Championship, uh, the last event of the uh PGA Champions Tour for the season. Uh, it is, uh, let's see here. Oh, hold on. Let me get this here. Um, he joins Jack Nicholas as the only player to win four of his first six PGA Tour Champions start. And that's a senior tour for those of you that are winning. With right. Oh, senior. Okay. Yeah. Oh, senior. yeah. Right. That's right. And finally, the University of Washington fired head coach Jimmy Lake on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see here. Lake firing concluded a stunning. Um, Lake's firing concluded a stunningly fast fall with a team that began the season ranked in the AP top 25 and stumbled through embarrassing losses. And let's see here. Um, he was uh, he was suspended last Saturday following following a 35 to 30 loss to Arizona to Arizona State after a sideline incident the previous week against Oregon in which Lake swatted at and then shoved one of his players. Including oh, Saturday's game, the Huskies are, went 7-7 seven and seven under Lake. Uh, let's see. And defensive coordinator Bob Gregory will serve as interim coach for the remaining two games. So okay. that's it. Thank yeah, you. Really, Thank I, you wasn't sure who the, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure about the, who the interim was. But yeah, the interim yeah. Was. Good. Okay. All right, Robert, so, Robert, Robert, give us uh, give us a few seconds boxing on boxing. Huh? Yeah, well, uh, just quickly, uh, this weekend will be the last major pay per view of the year. It'll feature um, Terrence Crawford, who is the uh, WBO uh, welterweight champion, against uh, Sean Porter, who's been involved in a lot of big fights, but he's lost all the big fights he's been involved in. He's lost to Errol Spence, he's lost to Keith Thurman, and lost to Danny Garcia, but they've all been very competitive fights. And uh, so if Crawford wins this, two things will happen. One, he'll retain his title. Two, his contract will be up with top rank. So hopefully he does what Canelo is doing and becomes a a uh, promotional free agent so he can go out and get the bigger fights with uh, the Earl Spences of the world. And, and uh, an update on Earl Spence, uh, uh, if he gets clearance to fight at the beginning of the year, he will have a fight in spring with Eugenius Ugas, who put Manny Pacquiao in retirement, and, though, and uh, those titles will be unified if that happens. And then Terrence Crawford, if he beats Porter, would fight the winner of the Ugas Spence fight, which is supposed to be in March, depending on whether he gets medically cleared to continue fighting or not. So, uh, but that is the big fight this weekend, and and uh, we'll we'll update everybody on how that goes next week. Um, and that's all I've got. Do we have anything else before we close? Nope, not that we I do know. Not. So uh, now, just for Bill, we are on at twelve at twelve o'clock my time tomorrow. 
Yeah, we are at 12 o'clock. One other thing on ATR Live, we're doing a segment on some early Wayne Larry. So if you're into sports broadcasting and backgrounds and very interesting sports talk, check that out on all things. Oh, that'll be good. He, of course, did the Chiefs and Bears before he did the Packers. Yep. yep. Right. Yep. yep. So you'll be hearing that on Thursday night. Okay. All right. So be sure to check All right. There you go, Sean. All right. All right, folks. Well, once again, like I said, if you want to go hear all the latest breaking news stories throughout the week and the profiles on the deaths and all that stuff, or the TV schedules, uh, XM schedules, the individual league schedules, go over to 712-432-3642. Board 9 is the Sports Times board with all your news and all that, and then your schedules on Board 13. And if anybody wants to download this podcast throughout the week, go to legendoldies.com or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcasts or Sports Lounge Live Podcast from TuneIn. Those are ways you can do it, however it works. Or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine, and check it out. Once again, yeah, check out the Bill and Perry Show, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, tomorrow morning here on the Worldwide Legend. And next week, we'll be getting into Rivalry Week. We'll be getting into Thanksgiving Week football and college basketball tournaments and who knows what else. So until then, thank you, Dave, for doing the first part of the show for us. And, Bill, glad you made it back. And everybody else, we will we'll see you all next week. Okay.